Welcome to the Founder Church Podcast, helping you to forge a lifelong reliance on God. To find out more about the Founder or how you can get involved, visit thefoundrychurch.com. For the past few weeks, we have looked at the lives of some of the people who were a part of that very first Christmas story. And we've talked about that while it is easy and normal to be tempted to allow our circumstances, our feelings, and even our assumptions to dictate what we think about God and the story that he's writing, Christmas this season reminds us of this truth foundry. And that is God is always, always writing a bigger and better story. And not only is God writing a bigger story, as we'll see this week, he has an important role for us to play in it as well. But here's the thing. It's our choice to join in. Now, I do not know if you have noticed, but marketers in today's world, the madmen of this world, have found a way to capitalize on the fact that Christmas is supposed to be the happiest time of the year. Right? Commercials have happy endings. There's Hallmark-type movies everywhere, and ads have complete families grinning from ear to ear, standing over a ham or a turkey. Right? Everybody's together at Christmas in the same room all of the time. Right? We are led to believe that it is the way that it's supposed to be. But as we've talked about in the last few weeks, for a lot of people, the Christmas season brings up some less than ideal thoughts and emotions. Listen, for some of us, Christmas feels more like a reminder that we are lonely, that we're left out, or it feels like there is something we're missing out on that we just don't know about. Right? Life does not line up with a lot of those commercials and movies that we see. And for me, it is not just at Christmas that I can feel this way, right? Maybe back in the day, you were the last kid picked for the baseball team, right? Everyone else had the, the thriving sports season ahead of them, and you could barely get on the team. Or even now, as an adult, like at work, right? You have noticed that the boss always gravitates to the same group of coworkers looking for advice or counsel, Yet, you're not usually one of those people. Right? We all might be thinking, right, if we're honest, right, God might be writing a bigger and better story, sure. But in those moments of life, it's hard for you to believe that you play an important part in, well, anything. Right? Maybe you've also felt like God does not have a part for someone like you. Maybe you think God only uses people who are talented or who are better than you at this whole Christian thing, or people who are more put together or more influential. Listen, it's easy to look at the lives of everyone else and believe that there is nothing different, that you have nothing different to offer in this world. Right? In fact, my guess is, is that you know some pretty talented people. Right? You may even know people who are capable of doing the exact same thing as you. The only difference is, is that they can do it better. Right? There are a ton of people in this world, and it is hard for us to imagine that any other person is going to offer something more unique than what is currently out there. And maybe it's hard to imagine that God has a special role for you to play. Again, right? You may be thinking, where do I fit in? With all these people, what is special about me? 
Listen, my guess is that you have thought this same thing as I have over and over again throughout your life. And whether you have verbalized it or thought it quietly to yourself, you want your life to matter. You want to live your best life. Despite what you see and feel, you are still hopeful that there is a part for you to play in God's story. But maybe you're not sure how to get there. Right? See, another beautiful thing about the Christmas story is that we see so clearly that God does, in fact, have a role for us in his story. He has a part for us to play, and he is a fan of choosing the people no one would expect. So this morning, let's peel this onion and dig in. Because just over 2,000 years ago, there was a turning point in God's story of salvation. The long-awaited Savior was born. Jesus had come to earth. The Savior God had promised years and years ago was finally here. And God was out to make sure everyone knew about it. And he decided to use people to ensure that happened. But the, the story of Christmas, the birth of Jesus, didn't play out the way a lot of people imagined it would. Right? If anything, the story of Christmas, the first Christmas, teaches us that God does not do things the way we would if we were in charge. Right? Get this, it teaches us, that first Christmas story, it teaches us that God can and does use anyone and everyone to play a part in his story. So let's, let's just pause for a second. All right, even though you are hearing uh, what I'm saying, you may be thinking to yourself, it's true for everybody else, but not me. All right? God can use everybody else, but not me. You could, you could be thinking, hey, I'm not there yet. <laughs> you might be thinking, hey, Andrew, if you just knew, right, if you knew my past track record, then you would know why there is no longer a part for me to play. Or you might be saying, Andrew, I'm just an average Joe type of person. I go to work, I come home, and I repeat. I can assure you there are plenty of people who play my, can play my part. Right, we have these thoughts, and, and we think we know what God could do or would do. Right, we think we, we know uh, who he would use and who he wouldn't use, and yet we should not be surprised at how God works because, after all, we already know that God chose a couple of young, unsuspecting teenagers to be Jesus' parents. I mean, really, teenagers raised the Son of God. He definitely, God definitely does not write the story the way we would. And his surprising choices continue when we read Jesus' actual birth story. You see, once Jesus was born, it was time to spread the news to the entire world. And that is where we pick up the story this morning, what I want to look at today. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. All right, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. It says this, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Then suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, 
the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Now suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Here was the greatest message of all time, and God chose filthy, common shepherds to be the first to know. Right? And not only that, Foundry, but he chose them to be his mouthpiece. Right? I think today, when we look back 2,000 years, it's easy to romanticize the role of the shepherds in this scene. In the nativity scenes that are set up in our living rooms or on our mantle, we see ceramic figurines of put-together men. But that is a bit of a tidied-up truth. Because in Jesus' day, shepherds were viewed as a little dishonest. They were transient. They were less than respectable. They spent most of their time outside of regular city life. The shepherds represented the sinners and the outcasts for whom Jesus came. Right? God could have chosen anyone to be the first to hear the good news, right? royalty and rulers, but he chose the shepherds, the outcasts, and he chose them on purpose for a purpose. Now, I don't know what the, the shepherds were thinking when the angels appeared, but I can imagine they all never dreamed of playing a part in God's story. Right? They may have uh, expected to play any part, let alone a part of this magnitude. Right? You know how they responded? <laughs> Take a look at verse 15 through 16. It says, When the angels had returned, when they had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. How did the shepherds respond? they went. Right? Instead of mentally listing all of the reasons why they should not find the Messiah, the shepherds went. They did not listen to negative voices or excuses. They did not shriek the honor. They responded. God had offered them a role to play, and they took it. And the same is true for us, Foundry. Everybody Every single one of us has a part to play in God's story. It is our job to accept it and follow him. Right From the the beginning, God has gone after people like you and families like yours and invited them to play a role in his story. But maybe for you, your first step is believing that not only can God use you, but that he wants to use you and that he will use you. Right? If you are counting yourself out, you may need to identify some of the lies that you're believing about yourself. Lies that tell you that you're insignificant or unimportant or that you have no value. Because if we learn anything from the shepherds in the first Christmas story, it is that you never have to be good enough to play a part in God's story. Right? God is not looking for you to arrive at a certain talent level, income level, or likability. God sent his angelic choir to perform his son's birth announcement to stinky, smelly shepherds. <laughs> no matter who you are, God says you are worthy of a role in his story. 
right? Wherever you are, God has a part for you to play. And maybe you already believe these things, but you have not done anything about it. You've been lazy or distracted. See, what I believe is the most powerful part of the shepherd's story is what they did in response to the angel's message. The shepherds, they did not look down at their tattered, stinky clothes or recall the shady track records that disqualified them, right? God had deemed them worthy of a great honor and they accepted it. They responded, they acted immediately, They stopped what they were doing, they obeyed God, and they went to see Jesus. They forged their life on God. It's not whether God has given you a role to play in his story, Foundry Church, because he has. So the question is whether uh, you will accept it or not. So for you, you need to act. Right? It is hard to get where you are going if you do not leave where you currently are. Wherever you believe God is calling you to go, you only need to take one step at a time to get there. There's a bigger, better story being written, and you have a part to play in it. So so listen, right? Lean in. In just a minute, the the, the band's going to come back on here, and we're going to take communion. But as as we're getting ready to do that, let me say this. You are not invisible, You are not unnoticed. You are not insignificant. And God most certainly has not given up on you. God is not looking at everyone and trying to decide which one of us deserves the part in his story. The truth is that no one really deserves anything. We all are a bunch of sinners, rotten, smelly, stinky. And yet there is a loving God who has purposed that every single person will have a part to play. And God created you to play a part in his story, not just any part, an incredibly valuable and important part. I mean, imagine, imagine what your life would look like if you viewed every situation, every encounter, every conversation through the lens of the truth that God has put you here on purpose, that you have a role in his story. Right? And then imagine what your life, your relationships, your family would look like if you believed that God is writing a bigger and better story, that you forged a life-long reliance on him. It is a, a story that is bigger than your assumptions. It's bigger than your feelings or your self-doubt. God's story includes you because God has an important part for you. He has you to play. It is the very reason why you were made. Man, that is the way to live your best life. Next week, we're going to have an online worship-only service. And we'll be talking about an important first step that many of us can make in living out the story that God has for us. It is at home so we can take a Sabbath time as as families and slow down and remember and reflect. It's a great first step to end a year and to start a new one. So until then, your step is this. Pray this prayer every day. God, today I submit all that I am and all that I have to you. God, use me for your purpose and for your glory. Listen, pray that prayer. Do that every day this next week until next Sunday when we gather virtually. But listen, if you have not given your life to God, 
Do that first. Do not wait. Right? That's, that's where it's at, man. Right? The, the gospel, Jesus, came into this world. Right? God in the flesh to pay a penalty for us. Like we said, we were all sinners. We have all messed up. No one is perfect. And sin, that word, is just a churchy word that means I missed the mark. We messed up. And we missed the bullseye. Right? We have all done that. So God tells us to acknowledge that and to accept that Jesus is our gift of grace, the only way to eternal salvation. So if you've not done that and you have not met God in the cleansing waters of baptism, right, going under the water just like the death of Jesus and coming back like his resurrection, coming up to a new life, right, to a new wonderful story to, uh, that you were created to live, right? if you have not done that, do that first. Listen, I'm not kidding. Let me know. Send us an email at info at the Foundry Church, right? We are here for you, and we want you to take that step in living the story that God has for you. So forge ahead, Foundry. Thanks for listening to the Foundry Church podcast. We'd love to stay in touch. Visit us online at thefoundrychurch.com or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at the Foundry Burke.